beautiful friends and welcome back to Too Smart For This. It's your host Alexis Barber and I'm so excited for today's episode because I've just missed sitting down and talking to you guys. So welcome back. I know we took a break last week and didn't have an episode. So thanks to all of you who reached out about that. I have been really drowning. So I kind of want to talk to you guys about that, about how I've been doing recently and about this whole world of like self-love and everything that we're going to be seeing a ton right now because Valentine's Day is coming up. We also recorded some amazing guest episodes that will be up for you soon, so I'm really excited for that. But for today's episode, I know that next week is Valentine's Day, so I know that there's always a ton of conversation around this time about like self-love. What does it mean to love yourself? How do you know if you're in the right relationship? Like relationship talk on one on little all all the time, everywhere. It's just gonna drive me absolutely insane. This is my first Valentine's Day where I'm single. Since I was like a child, I fear. Yeah, my first Valentine's single since I was 16? I don't know. Oh my God, that's almost 10 years. Ah, okay, Valentine's Day is my favorite holiday. I love Valentine's Day. And someone asked me recently, why is Valentine's Day your favorite holiday? Because of the colors and the hearts. It's just cute. It's just cute. I like cute things. And so we did a special limited edition patch drop for Valentine's Day for you guys. I'm wearing one right now. If you guys are watching the video, it's a cozy club heart patch. It's so cute. We also have one that is um, a ticket says me time. It's so adorable and these cute little lips. So if you guys are interested in these patches or if you want to get like a cute little symbol for yourself that you are taking care of you and focused on you this valentine's day or if you want to get it as a gift for someone you love then make sure to shop at twocollective.com and select expedited shipping if you want it before valentine's day just in case you know that's a gift you're looking for these robes are the best for valentine's day i've got a lot of guy friends at school who have girlfriends or wives and one of them in particular he was like i just added a too cozy to my wife's like gift basket for valentine's day and I'm so excited and I was like this is so freaking cute like it makes me so happy because these robes really are like a perfect self-care suit but that being said I want to dive into these topics of self-love because it's sort of been a topic I've been re-evaluating recently and I want to talk to you guys about what I've been seeing it as so for me I've thought about self-love in a lot of ways like I guess I used to think about it when I first got into like this self-improvement journey as something that was like self-care and the baths and the massages and stuff like that And then I got into more self-care as in, oh, it's really doing the work and journaling and getting to know oneself. And then it was like, okay, it's also something like taking care of yourself, self-discipline, working out. And I have sort of come up with a better, clearer definition of it now that includes a couple of different things. I think that self-love is made up of the following categories, okay? So we have self-worth, self-esteem, self-discipline, and a little bit of self-awareness. And I think all these things play together, but they kind of are often conflated as if they're all the same thing, and they're really not. And the first place that I recognized this difference was in, and I believe I talked about this multiple times before, in a book called The Perfectionist Guide to Losing Control, where self-worth and self-esteem are not the same thing. And I think that it's important to recognize that because if you don't, then you can start thinking of your self-esteem as in like your outward appearances or feeling good in your body or looking good as the same thing as your inherent self-worth or uh, conflating your ability to you know, work out and stuff like that and calling that self-discipline when maybe you're overdoing it and that's actually not a, a, an act of self-love. 
So once you realize the difference between these things, I think it's a lot easier to recognize which ones you have the most gaps in. And that's how you can start to take more control over your life and then be able to build that self-love from a good place. Now, of course, the reason that this is coming up or the concept of self-love is like on our minds is because of Valentine's Day, where we as a society really celebrate people who are in relationships. And I'm not in a relationship right now. And I haven't felt that, I've only felt that anxiety of not having a long-term partner recently. And especially like at my age of 25, I know I'm to a lot of people, I'm really young and I have so much time to like find a partner and stuff like that and all of that. But for my family particularly, I'm behind. Everyone in my family who's over the age of like 20, like either has a long-term boyfriend, is married or has a child already. And so when I went home for Christmas, I was like the only person that was single. And it was really hard for me because I felt behind. Like I felt like the timeline I was on when I was in my previous relationship, like I was hoping to be engaged by like the time I graduated from Wharton and then married and then having babies. And so now to be at a place where I'm at square zero and not having that, I just want to say that I empathize with the girlies out there who are dealing with like the pressures of not feeling like you are worthy without being in a relationship. And I used to say I understood how you guys felt because, but I was always in a relationship that I, with someone I thought I would marry. So I didn't probably feel that at all. So I just want to say being single, it's, I am enjoying it a lot. I really like being single because I get to work on myself and work on all these aspects of self-love. But I also want to be honest with you and tell you that like, I understand that this week that Valentine's Day might be hard, which is why I just kind of want to remind you to put yourself first. I want you to do whatever you want. I want you to enjoy it. I want the pink and the roses. Even if you have to buy yourself flowers, buy yourself a robe, like I don't care. Make this as fun as possible because love is a beautiful thing to be celebrated. And if we're bitter towards it, then it's not going to find us. You know what I mean? So that being said, I empathize with the girlies. The streets are terrible. I hate it here. And most importantly, self-love is the only love that you can have for the rest of your life. Cultivating that, whether or not a man is in your life. Moving on. Okay, let's talk about the three things that I think make up self-love. The first is self-worth. This is the one I struggle with the absolute most, but self-worth is the fact that you are worthy no matter what, no matter your external circumstances, no matter if you've done something bad in the past. It's this inherent value that we all have. If you're religious, if you have come from a Christian family, it's this idea that like God put us all here for a reason and that we all have this inherent value and we all belong here. And so I think this is something that's hard for me because a lot of times I conflate self-worth as in like, the inherent value I have no matter what I do as a human being to whether or not I am being disciplined or whether or not I am achieving things. And I think for a long time growing up, I felt as though if I wasn't achieving things and I wasn't worthy. And I also didn't feel worthy just generally. And so only in the last couple of years of my life have I gotten to a place where I'm starting to understand that like I am worthy no matter what. And the universe, God, whatever, I'm protected no matter what. And I deserve everything I want no matter what. It's very hard for me to get there. So I say that this is a place that I struggle with a lot. But I want to share some ways that I've been getting to that place and how hopefully you can too. So some ways that I've started to like build my inherent self-worth is by looking at other people. And not in a comparison way, but in a way where you recognize that other people 
are inherently worthy no matter what too. So why wouldn't you give yourself that absolute love and care and compassion? I mean, you think about it, like if you see a child walking on the street, you're like, what a cute kid or something like that. And like, you want that child, hopefully, I mean, I believe this, like you would want the children around you or the people around you to feel as much love and happiness in their lives because they deserve it because they're all amazing and they're all pure and have this inherent you know, love and charisma and happiness about them. I mean, just look at your friends. You believe your friends to be worthy of everything they want and more. Your family, the people you love. And if you see that in other people, you need to start mirroring it back to yourself. But something I also do when I'm feeling down. So for example, this past few weeks, I've been really off my game. I haven't been consistent with all the things that I said were my goals because this semester has been way more challenging. There's been other interpersonal things that have gotten into the way, in the way of me showing up for myself. And so once that happens, oftentimes I go to this place where I feel really disappointed in myself and really frustrated with myself. And I have to remind myself through journaling or through talking it out that I can handle anything, that it's okay if I don't show up for myself often and that that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. And a good measure of understanding your self-worth is remembering that things are not always black and white or 100% this way or 100% the other way. And there's nuance in things and that things are not always going to be one way or the other. And so just because you don't do one thing you said you do one day, that doesn't make you a bad person. You have to look at the long term and look at, do I show up for myself? Am I trying? Do I care? Am I trying? And that's what matters. When you lose the ability to try or where you're not trying, just think of that realization as a gift that it's okay to just try again. Just because you lost the ability to try or something happened or life got in the way, that doesn't mean you can't try again. And as long as you're trying, you should remember that you have that self-worth. The next part is the most confusing one for me, which is self-esteem. So self-esteem is something that I've always felt like I had a pretty good grip on or understanding of because I would use my ego and accomplishments as proxies for my value as a human being. I think we all did for at some point, but with that, with self-esteem, this is something where it's like, you know, you're good at a skill and you know, you can handle it. That's where your self-esteem is coming from. Or, you know, you have a good job or, you know, what you have a good, you know, you're good at a certain skill or something like that, or you know you dress well, you know you look good. That's where your self-esteem comes from. So you can have very high self-esteem where you love your career, your appearance, etc. But you can have very low self-worth because you still don't believe that you deserve any of that. Or you still believe that someone's going to take it away from you if you start to look a different way or you get a different job or you get fired or something. So your self-esteem cannot be where all of your self-love comes from because if it is, then the second something external changes or the second you're no longer perceived or perceive yourself to have that, then you lose all of it. And so this one was where I think a lot of us have been trained, especially women, to put most of our value because we think that that's where it should be. In reality though, it should be, you should be starting from a baseline of self-worth and build that self-esteem over time through trial and error and the journey that is creating the life that we all want and love and deserve. So self-esteem is something that I think is important for all of us. I mean, for me, having high self-esteem has been really crucial in my like self-love journey, but at the same time, it is something that you have to be really wary of because sometimes you can conflate it with your ego. So I remember um, in my senior year of college, oh my God, almost to the day, 
I was in a really bad place and I, this is like before a big trauma had happened to me and I remember crying to my friend because I had just lashed out at one of my friends and I went home with another one of my friends and I was like, I feel so bad. I can't believe that I did that. Like, and it was like an ego thing that I had like lashed out about. And I was like, I feel so terrible. Like this is one of my best friends and I just like hurt his feelings by like with this ego like thing. And he was like, I love you, Alexis, but you have so much going for you. You have everything and you have no self-worth. Like you have no self-esteem. He meant self-worth because I had a lot of self-esteem at that time, but I had no self-worth where everything was wrapped up in my ego. And I was like, and I was, and that was hurting other people around me because it's the second you tested my ego or the second you did something that would make me question my self-esteem, I would lash out. And that was something that was so that I didn't realize till that moment. I had all these friends and this sorority and this job and stuff like that. And I would, and I like felt like I looked great and I still was basically starving myself on these diets. I was never feeling good enough. I was embarrassed about my job because I felt like marketing at Google, no one was gonna respect me. I, like what the fuck, like that's insane. And so I was just in a place where it was really a hard time for me. And I recognized that my self-esteem, my resume, my appearance wasn't gonna save me from feeling empty inside. And like, I couldn't trust anyone. And like, I didn't like, and like no one loved me. And I had to do the hard work of coming to terms of who am I? If I want it, if I like it, if I care about it, that's all that matters. Other people's opinions don't matter. And if you feel like other people's opinions are what keeps you up or keeps you safe, you are never gonna feel that sense of safety within yourself. And so that is when sort of the beginning of my self-love journey started. And then after that, I experienced really terrible stuff and had to like really dig deep into it. But that's an example of how your self-esteem can mess with you, you know? Okay, moving on. The third part of self-love is self-discipline. And this one is what's hardest for me to, well, it's not hardest for me, it's gotten easier for me, but it's hardest for a lot of us to really dig deep into. Self-discipline is the act of doing things for your future you. It's the act of doing things for the person that you love and that you are. And so I found this quote that I wanted to read to you guys on TikTok that really helped me. This quote is, I treat myself like I would my daughter. I brush her hair, wash her laundry, tuck her in goodnight. Most importantly, I feed her. I don't punish her. I don't berate her or leave tears staining her face. I don't leave her alone. I know she deserves more and I know I deserve more. This one was also really cute. I think love is when I put myself to bed even when I'm tired and I carry myself up the stairs even though my knees ache. I think love is when I buy myself a coffee when I'm broke, knowing that I'll get myself back later. I think love is letting myself love someone even though I am so, so scared. Love is a heavy thing that carries you as much as you carry it. And I think that when I saw these two things, I felt it so profoundly because sometimes I treat myself and I talk to myself in such negative and mean ways. And I like do things that aren't good for me. I engage in self-sabotaging behaviors. I do all these like mean things to myself. And until I could reframe it as how would you treat, people say, how would you treat your best friend? But when I, when you think of this thing, it was like, how would you treat your daughter? Like the child that you birthed, like someone that you would want to have just the world and so much love. When you can think about it that way, I think it can make you feel so much better and reconnect with that inner child of ours that we're all healing every single day. And that's where I feel like we can feel the most connected to actual self-discipline because 
Self-discipline doesn't have to be something that hurts and that's hard. Self-discipline should be something that we're doing because you wouldn't want your daughter to be running around doing whatever she wants 24-7 because she wouldn't be happy. And that's why your parents engage in discipline with you too. It's why they have asked you or pushed you to do what you want to do if you were so lucky to have that. And so when you think about your daughter, think about like what would you want her to do? You'd want her to be healthy and taking care of herself. You'd want her to go out and have fun. You'd want her to not have to worry about things. So when you do things like take care of your finances, when you do things like buy yourself groceries instead of eating out tonight, or when you do things like cut someone off who you know hasn't been good for you, those are acts of self-love through the lens of self-discipline. And that's something you would want for anyone around you, for the people you love, for the people that you one day might be the parent to, or for your sister or for your best friend. That's what you would want for them and that's what you deserve for yourself too. You, the key part in here is I know I deserve more and you do deserve more. I think that what's hard about self-discipline and self-love in general are the these two big things, which is one, guilt. I mean, a lot of times I, like I said, I would get to this place where if I didn't succeed or do what I said I was going to do, I would feel angry towards myself and feel this, I, it would be hard for me to forgive myself. And two is that you are always looking at the things that you haven't done instead of the things that you have done. And that's something that I find um, that I've been reframing recently. So the first way that I've been working on this and I, that hopefully you guys can take with you too is the first is to work on forgiving myself. And so this is a part of like that deeper work of, like I forgive myself for the way I would lash out at people who would insult my ego because I know where it came from. I understand that I felt like I had to be perfect to other people to survive. And that's a survival mechanism that no longer works for me, for me anymore or that I no longer need. So I forgive myself for that because I know it's not required of me anymore. The way to do this is look at where you feel the most frustrated or guilty about your past and go ahead and from there, figure out why you feel that way and start to create mantras for yourself that are like, I no longer need this coping mechanism. I forgive myself for everything I did when I was using it. And I think that can be a great place to start. The other part is looking at the negative instead of the positive of what you've done in your past. So for me, this looked like, oh, well, I don't always do this consistently. So um, I just like stay in that pattern of, I've never been able to do it before, so why would I be able to do it now? And instead I look to the past habits or thought patterns that I've been able to actually implement into my life and remind myself that it's possible for me to do that again in a different way. So for example, one of the things like I rem I used to think I was really lazy. I used to think I was a really like, and that I wasn't a morning person and all of that stuff. I mean, that's something people struggle with a lot. And so oftentimes when I'm like trying to introduce a new habit, I remind myself that one day I taught myself how to, that I had to make my bed every single morning. And now I do that on autopilot that I had to brush my teeth and I had to floss and I had to do all these previous things. Like I've done it before so I can implement a new habit again. And so having that, what even if it's something as small as making the bed and you're trying to do something as big as start a new business, you can do that because you have had the discipline and you've had the foresight before. So I think those two things are great places to start in rebuilding your self-love. If you feel like areas or gaps of your life are really hindering your ability to be happy right now. so. I hope that this all made sense. I hope that it was helpful for you and that hopefully that quote specifically really does resonate with you guys. I love you so much. Don't forget to shop to collective for Valentine's Day. And also don't forget that you are too smart to not love yourself.